So yesterday we ended at I think 106, isn't it? So we will start from 107. This is uh, Sai Satcharitra, testing the saints and control of the mind. If you remember till yesterday we were doing about this particular uh, Babaji who was going to come over there. And uh, what happened to him was, the moment he enters that Veshi, Veshi means the area of Shirdi, he sees that there are flags waving all over the place. And uh, he says, why does a sadhu require all the flags? And that is the point where we had stopped yesterday. So his question is, uh, I don't want to go over there because the sadhu baba requires, I mean, uh, um, Sai Baba requires a flag. So I am not interested in this kind of a sadhu because he is basically looking for all the material worldly stuff. So it, everybody makes judgments like this, where everybody feels, you know, that the, the, the person is judged by the clothes he wears, by the things that he does, by his temples or whatever. Actually, he is not doing anything. He, all his devotees have put the flags over there. You think Sai Baba is going to climb on top of that uh, and put a flag over there? I don't think he is interested in any flags. He doesn't have clothes. What he is going to put a flag himself? So, so it was just a judgment that that person was making. So we will start from 107 now. In short, as one's natural inclination of the mind, so also is his insistence in judging a sadhu. Swami's mind was quite made up. I do not want Sai's grace. Now, what he does is he has already made judgment on Sai Baba and he says to Baba, he says that uh, see, I don't want to meet Sai Baba, I don't want his grace also. Now that is something that is not there in his hands, isn't it? <laughs> Whether grace comes or doesn't come is not in anybody's hands. So what happens over there is he is showing his ego over there. Now remember yesterday when I was telling you, suppose you wear red color glasses, you will see the world as red color, isn't it? If you see, if you want to see the color of the world as yellow, you will get to see the world yellow by yellow color glasses. So whichever is your inclination, in the same way, you will see the world. So that person, that Babaji who is there, he is judging Sai Baba in the way he looks through the world. So that is the reason why it is mentioned, whichever the, whatever the inclination of the mind, so also is the insistence on judging. In vain I have come up to here, Swami felt a great res- disrespect towards Baba and at once he made a firm resolve to go back from there. There is nothing but false pride in a desire for fame and honour. Why does a sadhu need honour? On seeing the flag, I for one can imagine no other reason. So that Baba is saying to, and that sadhu is selling, that... Uh, I don't think, you know, this is all this is false pride. Why does he need a very fancy location? Why does he need a fancy mandir and, you know, a masjid and stuff like that? And on top of it, all the flags and stuff like that. That means he just wants fame. He's, he wants to become famous. He wants to do something like that. It is his way of judging the Baba over there. The sadhu simply flaunts his greatness by flying the flag and it itself is a grave deficiency of his saintliness. Why should I go for darshan of such a sadhu? How can the mind find any peace by taking such a darshan? Oh, flying the flag is but an exhibition of hypocrisy. There is no satisfaction in this. So, he is talking to himself, saying that what kind of a hypocrite is Sai Baba? Sai Baba, he is putting flags all over the place and he should not be, you know, tom-tomming that I stay over here, please come to my place, 
give me darshan, give me money and all that. So, person makes judgments like this. So, he said to himself, it is better that I return home this way. I keep. The idea of taking this darshan does not appear to be good. Oh, how I feel absolutely tricked. His companions then said to him, Why have you come so far at all? Why do mere flags and banners agitate your mind so? So, uh, all right. We have now come close to Shirdi and when you see the chariot, palanquin, horse and all the other paraphernalia, how much more agitation they will cause. So now he sees the palanquin. Palanquin is the palki. You know when uh, Baba used to go on every day in the evening there is a palki. They, they take the palki to round that mandir and all that. So when he sees this palki and when people do nach gana and all this gaja gaja and all that and then the, there is that horse which goes in front. So naturally when he will say, oh this person thinks no end of himself, he thinks he is the king of that land. Oh. It was like that. So naturally that Babaji was thinking that Sai Baba is a fake, he is a hypocrite. And that was what was going on in his mind. On hearing this, on hearing this, the Swami felt even more annoyed. Those sadhus with air and affection, who wants drums, palanquins, horses? Oh, have I not seen enough of them? So naturally there is a comparison, you know. I have also seen these kind of people, you know, in the in the Himalayas and other places. They all sit over there and they think no end of themselves. <coughs> Such thought assailing the mind, Somdevji turned to go back, thinking, the idea of going to Shirdi is by no means a good one. Better to take the road back to the river. So he said, let me leave this place and go back again to the place where I came from. And he wanted to leave and go. But his travelling companion then began to press him. You have come all the way up to here. Please do not turn now turn back. Having come thus far, come a little further. Do not entertain any irrational doubts. This flag on the mosque has nothing to do with the sadhu. You know, many a times in our life we come across this stage where we think, you know, why have I come to this place? What is the reason for coming over here? What is the point in coming over here? It's all useless, you know, this kind of place is not good. I don't think I should be here. I don't think I will do something about it. And then he says to himself, you know, we all kinds of doubts come in the mind of the person. The person thinks, you know, this is not the right place. I should not have been over here. But what they fail to understand is you are there because God wants you over there. Not because you have come with your own mind, isn't it? If you think you are such a great person, then you would be greater than God, isn't it? Many a times a person thinks, why have I come to this place? I just come over here for the heck of it. Why am I doing this? You know, we all have these doubts in our mind. Why should I be doing this? Okay, everybody has doubts. The best thing for you to understand is you are actually driven by there. Yesterday only I was saying, you know, you are like a, a you know, bell gadi hai. Huh? You put one, one thread around your nose and he is pulling it. Bola chalo, chalo, chalo. And he is doing like that and he is driving you. And you think, you know, you are driving him. Think about it. You are actually not doing anything. You are being driven to that place. You are being pushed in that direction. You have been made to do something. It is all by the will of God alone. We are nobody to do anything. So this person has also come to Shirdi because he has been 
pulled over there. There the reason is that Baba and the energies over there have pulled him over there. And he is still doubting why should I go and visit the saint over there. But don't you understand you have come over there for a certain reason, isn't it? The reason has to be fulfilled. It's like say for example, you go. Now you go to MG Road. Now you say that I have gone to MG Road because I wanted to go and meet somebody over there. And that person doesn't turn up over there. And you think why have I come over here? Suddenly, while you are walking on MG Road aimlessly actually, you think you know I am just coming and wasting time over here. Suddenly in front of that uh, you know Shrungar copying uh, complex, you find this one particular person. And that person says, hello, do you remember me? And then the person meets you. And then finally what happens? You go out for a cup of coffee or something like that. And then a new story starts over there. And that person says, you know something, I was thinking of this. And yesterday only I was just thinking about you. And I was thinking, you know, if I were to meet so and so, I would definitely want to connect with him. You know, I lost your telephone number. For many years I have not met you. Now see, God's grace that I have met you. Now do you understand why you have come over there? It is not because you are to meet the first person, but maybe you are to meet the second person. And that is the reason why you have landed up over there. So this fine tuning can never be understood by human beings. Why are you there? So why not just be there and be the best tool in the hand of God? Let us see what happens. For this, Sadhu needs no flag, nor does he want fame or honor. It is the villagers who like the kind of adornment purely out of devotion. So, the Sadhus... Question. Uh, you said uh, it's God's fine tuning. So, what if a person is suffering like mad? Hmm. He's failing even though he writes... Yeah, there is a particular... See, if somebody is failing, if somebody, something is happening to that person... There is a certain reason why the person is not going ahead at that point in time. The reason may be that maybe at that particular point in time, something is not supposed to happen. If yoga yoga as we call it, yoga yoga means destiny. Destiny has programmed you to be there for a certain reason. It is like, uh, let us say for example, there was one particular man who was there in life for the till the age of 55, 56. Till that time he had never worked in a single company. He just was sitting at home. He used to drink. He used to womanize. He used to do every sort of thing possible in the world. The whole world thought of him as a useless fellow. Now it so happened that both his father and his mother fell very ill. And from the age of 56 till the age of 66, 10 years that man was carrying his mother in his arms, would feed her by hand, would feed his father by hand. So don't you think that his entire life, that 56 years of his failure life was meant to be a failure so that he cannot get out of that place. So he should be there right exactly at the point in time for that person to do that thing. So everything happens for a reason. Why the reasons are? We do not know. So it is programmed like that. Actually they are not called failures. They are nothing but prarabdha karma that is inactive. Okay, shall continue reading. And then, do not look at the flag. Merely go and have darshan. You need not wait even a moment longer, but return immediately. In the meantime, Shirdi had come near. And so, hearing that sincere, straightforward advice, he thought, why not do away with the restlessness of the mind? Once and for all, at least there will be no regrets. But the darshan of Sri Samarth, Bua's heart simply melted. 
love flooded in their eyes, the throat choked with powerful emotion. The heart was filled with joy and the eyes with pleasure. He could hardly wait to be bathed in the dust under Baba's feet. On seeing that beautiful face, the eyes and the heart were riveted on it and he kept gazing at him, held captive by a profusion of love. All the doubts in the mind were resolved and the heart melted with joy of his darshan. The sagun form, sagun means manifest form, the form which takes a form, the, the unmanifest taking a form. The one which is without a form is called nirgun. Gun means having qualities. Correct? Sagun with qualities. A form with qualities is called sagun. A form without quality. That formless is called nirgun. Okay? So, you, he says, I will be happy to take the sagun form's darshan. The sagun form was deeply impressed on the eyes and Bua was totally absorbed in blissful experience. Seeing the Mahatma with his own eyes, Somdev experienced great joy and he felt so completely at peace with himself that he felt like staying there forever. The mere darshan dispelled all his doubts. His mind was stilled. The feeling of separateness faded away and there was oneness from within and without. Speech fell silent as words failed to articulate. The eyes forgot to blink. Universal consciousness flooded him within and without and the mind in total absorption experienced a rare contentment. At first, on seeing the flag, he had turned back. But later, the eyes filled with tears of profound love. The Satvik Ashtabhav burst forth and love for Baba engulfed him. He then remembered the Guru's words that where the mind is totally engrossed, that is one's own place and Bua was overwhelmed with love. It is when the mind is completely disturbed, you know you are not able to concentrate. But when the mind is focused only on the divine, whereas this man's mind, Bua's mind, was completely lost in Baba, at that point in time, there is peace and tranquility and everything is perfect in its place. So, Bua is overwhelmed with love. As Bua uh, that reminds me, I will tell you one story now since it was asked, so I will remind, I am remembering one story. It so happened that once upon a time I had gone to this place called Vrindavan. I had taken a taxi from Delhi and I went to this place. And when I visited this place, I was completely lost in that place. Now, the amount of money that I had paid the taxi person was a huge amount of money. So, when I came back to my cab, the person is telling me, the taxi driver is telling me, Aap tak hai, you have come till here, why not see the Taj Mahal and go? So, I told him, I am sorry, I am not interested in Taj Mahal. I have come to see my Krishna, I have come to see Dwarka, I have, see, I have come to see Mathura, and I have come to see Vrindavan. These are the places I want to see and I want to go back. So, he says, see, you have come all the way till Mathura. This place is just 20 kilometers or few kilometers away. Aap ek sirf chakkar laga ke aao. Dekho Taj Mahal kitna sundar hai. I told him where actually I have come to see the living entity called Krishna. Why do I need to see the cover of a dead people? If you know na, Taj Mahal is the cover. Cover means yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It is a dead, dead, dead people's, uh, you know, that uh, makbara basically. 
and this is belonging to two dead people so why should I go and see so when I told him to turn back the person insisted and he took me all the way to Agra to that place now when I came to the end of this particular village Agra the police people caught him and finally yeah finally what happened was they asked him for all the permits there were no permits the entire amount of money which I was supposed to give him I had to shell out that entire amount to give it to the police and there was an additional thousand rupees which those people asked so I removed those thousand rupees and I gave him also so he lost the entire money finally he is telling me abhi yahan tak aaye hai to Taj Mahal dekh hi lo so I went to Taj Mahal I told him again please I have told you time and again I don't want to see your Taj Mahal I am not interested in that dead man's people's tomb you know but he took me to Taj Mahal I said fine you will not believe this I removed my champals in the car there is a parking place I ran all the way to Taj Mahal I took one round the whole my feet were burning over there because hot sun you know and you know Sangam Ramar means <laughs> feet are burning I ran all the way inside they give some type of things to wear inside so I wore that ran inside took one round of that place and I ran back to the car and I told him Gadi immediately start karna he says kya ho gaya sahab ab ek kaam karo agra aya hai to petha le lo I am telling him can you please run from here you don't know what is going to happen now and that man he took me inside the town and he said we will buy the best petha in town you know petha that okay I went to that place and then I bought petha I bought very little petha and again I told him I said can you please get out of this place I was alone in the cab he says saab kya hone wala hai kuch bhi nahi hota hai chalo 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 hum log dheer aram se dilli pohunchenge we must have reached just 5 kilometers out of the town now Brito can definitely vouch for this the big hailstones which you get over there <laughs> so it started raining hailstones and find you know the the car it was it was a I think a premier I don't remember it was a premier or one of those cars you know premier that it is it, the car is anything can smash inside so his car was literally getting shaken on the road finally he said sir abhi hum log yahan pe rukhenge I said don't wait over here we'll go to that other place he says nahi nahi ye bada dhaba hai dhaba you understand a roadside place so finally I said theek hai tumhari marzi idhar mein rukta hoon and he parked the car in front you know what I did the dhaba was huge massive structure it must be about at least uh, some 2500 square feet it's a huge massive structure I went from one end of the dhaba to the other end of the dhaba right inside remember hailstones and this and that was there I went and I sat in one chair and I said tum aake idhar mere baju mein baito so he is asking me yahan pe kya baitna yahan pe to barish andar aegi I said nahi tum idhar baito dekho kya hoga you will not believe this 2000 square feet of the store of that dhaba was lifted from the ground and that entire thing became without the roof 
all the chairs and everything were scattered here and there and that fellow was sitting in front of me he says baap re main kahan pe aa gaya <laughs> he started wondering where have i come i said tum yahan pe mere sath theek ho abhi kuch nahi hoga and the whole thing was lifted and thrown like this there was a massive field over there the half of that i mean literally 3/4 of that hotel was uprooted and thrown in the field over there then he came then finally the rain subsided i said abhi rain subside ho jayega hum log chalte hain it took me 6 hours to reach delhi after that finally when he dropped me to the place that i wanted i told him dekho mera baat manna chahiye tha tumne na wahan se turn maar ke jana chahiye tha तो बोला ये तो फर्स्ट टाइम हुआ है हमारे लाइफ में ऐसे फर्स्ट टाइम हुआ है तुम्हारा पैसा भी गया तुम्हारी गाड़ी को भी नुकसान हुआ वहाँ पे ढाबे वाले का नुकसान और सब कुछ तकलीफ में तुम ऐसे नेक्स्ट टाइम प्लीज डोंट डू लाइक दिस सो दिस इज व्हाट सो समटाइम्स इट सो हैपेंस दैट वी डू थिंग्स विदाउट अंडरस्टैंडिंग वाई वी डू दैम एंड वेन यू आर वेरी क्लियरली इंडिकेटेड दैट यू आर नॉट सपोज टू डू इट इज यू आर नॉट सपोज टू डू so then, <laughs> there is a reason for not doing it can you imagine the whole thing getting lifted it was a very beautiful scene out there it reminds i am sure you remember that in the same place in the same place in the same location there was a story of krishna and he was lifted very high in the air he finally sits on the kanda of that rakshasa and pulls him down so this is what you call that uh, chakra na uh, <laughs> it is like that so anyway i forgotten the name so coming back to this <clears throat> so as bua slowly moved forward maharaj's anger too rose gradually and as abuses were showered on him freely uh, am i correct okay as uh, freely bua's love for baba also doubled yeah hurricane how extraordinary are the doings of samarth sai the most remarkable narsimha avatar that baba assumed was exact and complete let our hypocrisy be with us get out and be gone baba is telling him we are all hypocrites no let us let us be hypocrites you can get out from here he said and don't you dare approach the mosque again why take the darshan of one who puts the flags on the mosque is this any sign of a saint not even a moment should be wasted here later his mind filled with fear and doubt swami entered the sabha mandap looking at sai's form from a distance swami could not sit still and when an echo of his own thoughts word for word dashed on his ears bua felt abashed where he sat and said to himself truly maharaj has intuitive knowledge of everything oh how foolish i am and how perfect is the knowledge is maharaj how can how very contrary were my notions and how pure his heart sai embraced some other he touched with his hand to some he gave assurances while to others he bestows his glance of grace he looks at some with a smile while he soothes and comforts other in their sorrow yet others are given udi prasad thus he satisfies one and all when such is the case i feel that his anger against me must be due to my earlier behavior this is not anger but a lesson to me 
which will eventually make me happy. But what happened later was the same. Swami was so much engrossed at Baba's feet that by Sai's grace he became purified and stayed at the feet forever. May the power and greatness of Sai devotion drive away evil desires and envy and give rise to peace, prosperity and courage and thus bring fulfillment to the devotees. So finally what happens to this person? He loses his anger because he has come to test the sage. And when you go to test the sage what happens? You get your answers. That is only if the ego is subsided at that point in time you get your answers. And finally he is able to see Baba in the form that he needs to see. The entire creation is filled with Gandharvas, Yakshas, Gods and Demons. And although the all-pervading God always fills the entire universe, yet if he has not taken on a form but has remained formless, it would not have benefited us, the human beings who are with the form. So why does the God take a form? He takes a form so that it can benefit us. So this is something which you had to know. So yet if he had not taken a form if Krishna doesn't take a form or if Baba doesn't take a form the form the supreme divine consciousness has to take a form otherwise how will you know something about it so but as, as but if has remained formless it would not have benefited us so for our benefit he has taken a form so the human beings who are with form in short had Sai with the Leela not taken on a body and guided people to the right path or had not put up resistance to the wicked ways and opinions of the sinners, how would he have been able to show kindness and mercy to the devotees? As this chapter comes to the close, I am reminded of an account which is an example of Sai's instructive teachings. He who will believe in it will benefit from it. Again, the belief and the faith is the most important thing. If there is no belief and faith, what happens? Nothing comes to you. Absolutely nothing will come to you. The account is very short. But he who will always keep it in mind will ensure his own will. Hence I entreat the listeners to give me their attention for a moment. Once a great devotee Mahasapati along with Nana Sahib was sitting in the mosque. Listen to the marvel that took place then. A wealthy gentleman from Vaisapur who was eager for the darshan of Sai Samarth arrived there with his family. On seeing the ladies wearing a burkha. Nana felt awkward and felt that to put them at ease, he should move aside to make room for them. But as he got to move aside, when Baba stopped him saying, Those who want to come up, will come up. Be at ease and sit where you are. Normally it so happens that when there is a lot of crowd, we make space for people to come towards the centre, isn't it? So naturally, being a good person, he says, I will get up and I will make space for these ladies to come and take the darshan of Baba. Now, they were wearing burkhas. Remember this. They are also there for darshan. You may come up. There is no objection. Somebody suggested to the gentleman. So they all came up and made obeisance to Sai. While doing so, one lady amongst them slightly moved her burkha aside. Seeing her face adorned with great beauty, Nana was quite bewitched. So what happened to him? So the lady is coming ahead 
and suddenly the lady is removing the burqa so that she can take the darshan of baba remember he was a sage who was not only devout i mean the devotees were hindus as well as muslims so this was a very beautiful looking muslim lady who had come over there so when she came in front she just raised her burqa a little bit and nana at that point in time his eyes went over there see that's a basic point of attraction you know so every time the eyes go over there so what happens but he felt awkward to stare at her in the presence of other people and yet he could not restrain himself from looking at her what should he do the temptation was irresistible now when you see a beautiful face imagine some very beautiful girl or a heroine comes in front you think you are not going to see if you are not going to see you become a big hypocrite okay so you better see isn't it dekho dikhta hai to dekhna chahiye na so naturally so when nana was doing this he he just you know he didn't want to see her and ki kisi ne dekha ki nahi he was feeling shy from within in baba's presence and could hardly lift his head but hesitantly his eyes kept turning in that direction nana was caught in a dilemma that was nana's state of mind which baba the dweller of the heart of all knew only too well so what happened baba comes to know what is going on in his mind he is seeing quietly here again and again and again it's like something beautiful you want to keep on seeing again and again and again it's the same thing like you know if you like some object then you want to have that object again and again and again so this is a very common tendency with the human beings so baba who knew in his heart nana's bewildered state in order to bring his mind back to normalcy gave him advice listen to it nana why do you get so disturbed in the mind that which follows quietly its natural propensity should never be hindered by anyone for there is no loss in that what do these words mean what is the natural propensity natural propensity is that which comes normally naturally in its own way got it everything that comes to you very very naturally in the normal possible way okay when i talk about dharma and swadharma don't i say the same words that which comes to you naturally something that comes to you naturally now even this lady coming in front with a beautiful face has she not come naturally over there so baba says to him that which comes very very naturally why are you shy of seeing that object it has come in front of you so that you can observe it is not it is you see if you are not supposed to observe you will not hear it now many a times you see there are many people who may attend the satsang may not attend the satsang so you will wonder oh today i missed the satsang so at that point in time have i not told you all don't worry about it you haven't missed anything what was coming to you naturally has come to you naturally so sometimes when you attend the satsang that was supposed to fall in your ear that is the reason why you are there so you understand this is the natural propensity of that particular object when brahmadev has created the universe if we do not appreciate it his ingenuity and skill will be in vain by and by everything will fall into place brahma ji has created a lot of things in this world okay 
so this lady also he has created she looks very beautiful isn't it natural that you should see that yes in the same way there are lots of things which come in your life as well many things which come very very naturally suppose somebody comes and says you know okay take this cadbury chocolate eat it you can eat it but otherwise if somebody is giving you a biscuit in the train or chocolate in the train don't eat it because you don't know what eat you that time you have to use your mind okay don't don't say at that time acha usne chocolate diya biscuit diya isliye maine khaya aur do din ke baad humko hosh aaya tabhi tak hamara sab paisa chala gaya tha you know gold chala gaya sab chala gaya there are many people yeah actually uh, this case happens so naturally in the trains and all so don't think that that has come naturally to you <laughs> so i should do that god has given you brains also isn't it so at that point in time okay it also means that you know suppose there is uh, somebody going in front of you and deliberately ha kitni chikni dikhti hai aur pakad ke tumko dhoke nikalegi you are not supposed to go and tease that okay uh, at that point in time not only she but the guy who is with you and some other people also they will come and give you okay there is that beautiful film you know where um, that dipika padukone and that uh, ranbir singh and that kalki kaklin and all those people were there and they deliberately they go and do all the mischief over there jawani diwani jawani diwani and then kalki is with that stick she says eh bata di utari ko bata di so he catches hold of her unnecessarily you should never go and do panga over there so this that which comes to you naturally on its own without any hindrance it is okay but don't go and provoke it that is the meaning of the words okay brahma ji ne banaya hai sab kuch bola wahan pe hai na udhar bank mein bahut paisa hai samne aa gaya chalo utha ke haath maar ke chale jate hai aisa to nahi kar sakte there also you have to use your brain is it it so understand this so when the front door stands open why do you go by the back door when the mind is pure there is no difficulty only when the mind is pure at that point in time there is no problem you can do whatever is needed but when you have dirt in your mind at that point in time you got to be out of that place don't get into it because you will get into big trouble so that is what baba says he who has no evil thought in his mind why should he fear anyone eyes do their work of seeing then why be embarrassed got it eyes are going to do the work of seeing isn't it can you close your eyes when something nice is there happening in front of you you can't close your eyes then you will be called a hypocrite so you you're seeing it's okay does not matter madhavra who was inquisitive by nature was present there at the time and to satisfy his own curiosity asked nana the meaning of those words when madhavra asked this nana said oh please wait just now what when we are on our way to the wada i will tell you the purport of baba's words and naturally in front of 10 people you can't say no i was looking at that woman's face that is why baba said those words how embarrassing it will be so he says oh, no 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 when we are going out i will tell you okay as a usual inquiries were about well being were over when nana had made obisens to sai samar and was returning to the place madhavra accompanied him too at once he asked nana nana will you tell me clearly the significance of baba's words 
such as by and by everything will fall into place etc. Nana could not bring himself to tell the meaning and gave many evasive replies. Madhavara grew even more suspicious and his mind could not keep quiet. Then on Madhavara's persuasion, Nana opened up the heart and told him everything that had happened there. Madhavara's puzzle was sought. Truly, how alert Baba was. Wherever anyone's mind may wander, to him who was omniscient, it was like the actual happening before the eyes. Listeners will be surprised to hear this brief but amazing tale. But if its essence is to be considered, its result is gaining the most precious statedness and the peace of mind. Why are all these stories told to you? All these stories that are told to you so that you don't lose your mind. Your mind has to be steady, absolutely steady. We are always, you know, swinging likes, dislikes, good, bad, ugly, this, that, white, black, you name it. Uh, we keep on swinging. Somebody says nice things, we swing over there. Somebody says bad things, we feel bad about it. That swinging should stop. How? By bringing the equanimity in the mind, bringing the mind to the center. Don't get carried away by what happens in this world. The world is always full of all these kind of beautiful things that are happening. Don't worry about it. Bring your mind steady. And that is the reason why all these stories have been told to you. Listeners will be surprised to hear this brief but amazing tale, but it is to be considered. It results in gaining the most precious steadiness and the peace of mind. Mind by nature is fickle and should not be allowed to become unbridled. The organs may run riot, but the body should not become impatient. What is this? What is the meaning of this? Eyes. Have they not gone after the object? They have. Let not the mind go with it. If the mind goes with the eyes, it's going to rob and then it is going to give you some wrong meaning out of it. You understand this? Suppose he is watching that woman and his mind goes in it. So immediately lust comes into play, isn't it? So this is the reason why you should not allow the mind to wander along with the sense objects. The senses are going over there. Don't allow the mind to follow that. This is the idea why mind should be bridled. Bridled means usko, uske upar lagam dalna, lagam. Control. Yeah, you have to control the mind. So, mind by nature is fickle. Fickle. You know, mind is go known by another name. It is called asthir. Those who have done the Tripura Rasyam will remember that she, the mind is called asthir. So, mind is asthir. It will keep on telling you all the wrong things possible in the world. It is going to tell you greed, lust, this, that, all sorts of wrong answers is going to give you. So, don't go after the mind. It is fickle. Should not be allowed to become unbridled. The organs will run riot. Organs run riot. When somebody is hearing naturally, you, are, you, are, you can't say I didn't hear it. If a person is talking in front of you, you are such an idiot. I, you think you are not going to hear it? If you say, I did not hear, then you are a hypocrite. If you smell something, you better say, no, Ki I smell something. If you taste something, again, all the organs are going out, out of the way. Let the organs do their job. Doesn't mean that the mind has to follow them. The mind is always to be controlled. That is the idea. Okay? The organs cannot be trusted, hence one should not hanker after sensual pleasures. The mind should not run after this. The organs, they run after everything because it's their job. It's the functionality of that, isn't it? 
right hmm. gradually by constant study the fickleness of mind will go you have to be in constant study you have to keep on studying keep on doing sadhana as we call it okay it's only when you do extreme sadhana it is only under the tutelage of a great guru that you will be able to overcome the mind and then you will become steady in this world <clears throat> never be in the power of the senses even they cannot be suppressed always gradually by constant study the fickleness of the mind will go never be in the power of the senses okay look at the subjects from the eyes one should admire the beauty of things fearlessly what is the reason for being ashamed here but give no place to evil thoughts when mind comes into play evil thoughts will come isn't it so that is the reason why he says let your eyes see or let the mind not come in otherwise you will have all the wrong things going on <coughs> observe god's creation with a mind free from desires it will regulate the senses easily and naturally and enjoyment of sensual pleasures will be forgotten as the charioteer is the main cause for taking the chariot to the right place similarly intellect or benefactor is always alert to control the senses so who is the one who always tells you tell the mind don't go over there the one who tells the mind don't go over there is called the charioteer and the charioteer is always called the intellect the intellect will tell you don't fall into all these troubles there is no need to do that see she is beautiful lady watch her and get out of there otherwise you will get into trouble don't go there so the mind should not go otherwise desires will come up and if the desires come up then you are gone forever then karmas after karmas keep happening okay the charioteer controls the chariot by regulating the senses the intellect controls the body from being unbridled and the mind from being uncontrollably fickle the jivatma which is made up of the body senses and the mind when he finishes experiencing the pleasure and the prey in preordained for him he attains the state of oneness with god such is the power of the intellect so who is going to take you towards the god your intellect alone so understand this your body is connected to mind senses and all those things so they have their karma which they are supposed to do which is called prarabdha the prarabdha is over and the intellect will be intelligent enough to pull you out of that and say now is the time to go home to where the supreme divine consciousness as we call it sat chit ananda among the senses organs like eyes should be regarded as various horses while all the objects of sensual pleasures like looks palate etc are the ways leading to hell like we discussed in the mahabharata the five pandavas are the five senses in the same way we also learned how even in the ramayana the senses they get drawn outwards that is ravana ravana is the one which is called lust and greed he stays in lanka lanka is that full of gold isn't it so person gets attracted by the 10 organs of senses and the action correct so that is the reason why we are not supposed to run after them we are supposed to bring them back even the slightest greed for sensual enjoyment will ruin spiritual happiness hence abandon this completely only then will you attain moksha even if outwardly the organs are detached if the mind longs for this there is no end to birth and death see the eyes may not look at the object 
but the mind wants to look at it mind keeps on telling you you know what it will keep on telling you go see go see go see you understand this or no it is exactly like i was reading an article today where even after so many years when the internet and so many other things are there where you can buy people on the net and do so many transactions you can see pornographic films on the internet there are lots of these parlors in united states which the person is documenting where people go and sit over there watching things why are they doing it it is because there is an innermost desire in the mind i want to see i want to see i want to see i want to see what is this that you want to ex- experience over there so the person goes to those places to experience that object over there isn't it why do we go to 3d movies so that we can experience the three dimensional effect of it in the same way why does a person see pornographic films because he wants to get the experience of it and this is nothing but controlled by the mind and the desires the eyes may not be interested the ear may not be interested in it may be tired i don't want to hear i don't want to see but the mind will say okay keep on keep on keep on go at it go at it go at it you know many a times in our personal life also when there is an argument going on between a husband and the wife the husband or the wife one of them says you know i'm fed up of all these things i don't want to argue with you okay and suddenly the person in front says but you know see i told you no you will go going to keep quiet i know you you just want to run away from here and the mind says okay is that what you think i'll show you i can be better than you and then immediately your your tongue start talking and the tongue talks start talking and it keeps on telling acha samajhta kya hai you think i am lost or what i can show you i will try to do this i'll do this i'll do this and you think the other person is going to keep quiet his mind is overactive in the overdrive and then everything that was supposed to be good comes up right there on the spot turning into bad you understand this you know yogurt yogurt you know yogurt ha huh? yogurt everybody enjoys yogurt by the way okay dahi everybody enjoys dahi the same dahi you enjoy as a lassi okay you put sugar and things like that and you enjoy as a lassi and sometimes it so happens that the, you, you say i don't want to put sugar in it because you see i am a, i i have given up sugar and stuff like that i will have just plain dahi the same dahi will take you know be, take a khatta turn it becomes khatta in your mouth why it's what you actually wanted isn't it if the same thing can turn into sweetness don't you think the same thing can turn into bitterness also it's the same thing please understand this the same words can be twisted around to mean something completely opposite just imagine there's a beautiful girl and i will say oh you look so beautiful it's a very innocuous words which has no value okay she looks beautiful so i said beautiful and the wife that is there acha tu wo ladki ke paas dekhta hai wo beautiful lagti hai main tumko beautiful nahi lagti ha itna baras se mere shaadi kiya hai ye kiya hai wo kiya can you imagine then the, the entire life is going to remind you about that thing acha jao jao uske sath jao na 
have you heard these sentences i am sure you have heard these sentences in your life go go after her she is so beautiful no run after her go why you wanted to marry me are but i just said she is beautiful no keep your eyes closed <laughs> so now you understand at such point in times maybe you see but don't say anything about it you know why your intellect will tell you you are going to get into trouble don't say the words so the intellect is the one who always keeps you under very tight control it tells you the right thing to do it takes you to the right place but when a man is angry finished the mind is at play the intellect has become tainted it has become completely tainted the same thing will appear wrong so don't worry always remember at that point in time we have a very good adage it says silence is golden okay so keep silent you become a baba ji become sadhu baba at that time and even if the person says see i was trying to tell you something you don't even want to argue with me become a buddha at that point in time don't worry buddha also had to face all these problems at that time he said i am lost in the divine so he be lost in the divine at that point in time so this intellect is the most important thing that you got to remember if you get a charioteer with a discriminating mind he will hold the reins in hands with discrimination and then the horses that is the senses will not go astray in the least even in a dream so even in a dream you are not going to go astray you will be in the right track because you have the right charioteer the right charioteer is the intellect is a define is called the pure intellect the pure intellect is the one which doesn't allow you to think wrong it is the tainted intellect which can show you all the dirty pictures if you want okay if you are fortunate enough to get such a satisfactory determined alert skillful and ingenious charioteer then how far is vishnupad that is oneness with god that state itself is all pervasive para brahma the god almighty vasudev is another name of him and that is the most excellent everlasting and the highest place that is moksha when you are in the state of tranquility when the intellect is very much with you at that point everything is silent and peaceful and you will be with vishnu vishnu pada vishnu means the lord almighty pada also means his feet so you can be surrendered at his feet or you can always attain godhood you can attain him and so this chapter is completed the next one is even more fascinating and will engross the heart of the great good devotees listen to it as it comes in its due order in the end hemart bows his head gratefully at the feet of sadguru who runs this creation and inspires the intellect will be to all here ends the 49th chapter of sri sai samarth satcharita called the testing the saint and the control of the mind inspired by the saints and the virtuous and composed by the devotee hemard pant so we have come to the end of this chapter the next chapter is very engrossing because it is talking about the bhagavad gita in its completely different format so now if there is any questions you can ask